This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Welcome to Entrepreneur Series Season 2. The theme of this season is Let's Get Down to the Root. This series provides basic knowledge business owners or aspiring business owners need to know to be able to run a successful business. This season will touch on topics or related issues almost every entrepreneur faces on a personal level and professional level. Expect guests that are expertise on their individual field coming to this show to share some of their wisdom in regard to the topic. If you are interested in advertising your product or services, email us at venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Without further ado, here is your host, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode of Entrepreneur Series. I know last week you didn't get a, a, an episode on this series. I apologize for that. We took a little break, but we are back again with an interesting um, episode like we always do every week. So before I bring in our guest today or introduce the episode, let me go ahead and welcome all the new listeners. Um, if this is your first time, checking out this podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I want you to also after listening to this episode, make sure you check out all the episodes because we have tons of episodes and they are all interesting, you know, for you to check out. And welcome to the family, okay? And for the OGs, thank you so much for your continuous support. You are the real MVP. I appreciate you. Guys, we have an announcement. Um, and for those that are new and haven't heard this before, we do have an extension of this podcast that um, is like a Bible study for women. It's called Vent to God Bible Study, just only for women. So if you're a woman of faith and you want to grow in your work with Christ and you want to learn more about the Bible, please, please, I highly encourage you to join. Just send us email. Advent, uh, Send us email venttimewithconnieayahu.com so we can bring you in. An interesting thing is that we're starting to study the book of John. So we are unpacking the book of John. And you know the book of John is, is quite interesting. Well, all the books in the Bible are interesting. But especially this book of John goes more in depth about the deity of Jesus Christ. If you want to know what who, who Jesus is, and what it's all about, come study with us, because there's so many professing Christians that say they are Christian, but they do not truly believe in Jesus Christ. So in this Bible study, we'll dive deeper, okay, and get to understand why we believe in Jesus Christ, who's Jesus Christ, and everything that comes with it. So I highly encourage you to send email, ventanwithconnieayahoo.com, so we can bring you in, and we do, it, we do this via Zoom, bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and introduce the guest of today. She's a small business and financial professional. She founded and ran Overflow Coffee Bar, L L3C from 2008 to 2018. Now she shares her experimental knowledge through podcasting and through developing personalized financial strategies for individuals and couples and profitability strategies for businesses. Her goal is to work with people to take charge of their cash flow, leverage their assets, and increase their profitability in ways that would make their grandma proud. I love that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome our guest, Amanda Neely. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing today? Hey, Connie. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Same here. All right. 
Okay, so um, I know we are doing this on the weekend, but how was your week so far? How did it go? You know, I hope it was a great one. Yeah, we're preparing for a big week next week. So this week we took a little bit of time off for my husband's birthday, which was nice, but then it just made the whole week go by even faster, right? That's cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, happy birthday. Happy belated birthday to your husband. I don't know if he's already passed. Okay, cool. (laughs) So uh, I know Easter just recently passed. How did you guys celebrate that? Did you guys do? I know you have kids. You guys did like egg hunting and stuff like that. Yeah, it was actually um, one of our clients and now good friends was coming into town and he suggested going to the zoo. So our family and then the client and his wife, we all went to the zoo together, which is a lot of fun. We have a three or almost three year old. So that was his like first big zoo experience and he loved it. That is awesome. The zoo. I, the first time I went to the zoo, I I, I loved it too. So uh, I can imagine a, a trio. This is their their first time going to it. They would definitely enjoy it. But that's good. That's a good way to celebrate your Easter. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So um, Amanda, prior to this um recording, we spoke on the phone pre-show, and your story is so enlightening, and I can't wait for you to share it with my listeners. But before we do that, the title of the episode is Connecting the Dots in Business. You can connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. So interestingly, your business you are doing right now is not what you were doing before. So let's trace back to your previous business adventures. Can you tell us your story of your first business, how that went and um, whatever lesson you learned from that? Yeah. So, and I love that you chose this title for the episode, Connecting the Dots in Business, because a lot of what's happened for me in business has connected the dots and helped me connect the dots personally as well. Um, So part of that starts with, I, uh, my first job out of college, I started working for a nonprofit and I was assistant to the grant writer and loved that job, learned a ton about business planning because each little like grant was really like a little mini business plan with goals and objectives and then how we were going to measure those things. Um, but really like when I went to my first site visit where I was going with the uh, foundation that gave the grant to visit, you know, the place where the money was being used and to see the activities it was supporting, I realized I felt more connected with the people that were on the other side, right? That had been receiving the resources. I grew up in poverty. My mom went to college in her thirties to provide for the family. And so like that kind of connection with people don't have a lot of resources. I was like, these are my people, right? And Uh I, I see change happening more on that grassroots level rather than, you know, getting money from people have resources and they tell you what you need to do with it. Right. Uh, that the people in the grassroots level need to define their own uh, story. And as I started looking at how does that happen, right? Like how does change happen within communities and a grassroots level? There's some really good ways it does, but a lot of it revolves around the local businesses within that community. Mm -hmm. And around the same time, my husband started dreaming of starting a coffee shop. And I was like, well, if we're going to start one, it has to make a difference in that community. And so we kept brainstorming, kept visioning. We wrote a business plan and we 
we got to the point where we were ready and able to start that coffee shop. We felt it like it was part of our purpose or our calling to do it. And we saw some really cool things happening in terms of the lives changed within the community, as well as making sure that we were ethically sourcing and things like that so that we were making a difference around the world too. Wow. That's good. That's interesting. So how did that go? How long did you guys do the business and um, are you guys still doing it currently now? No. So we wrote our first business plan in 2008. Then we started actively working toward it in 2009, even in the midst of the great recession, we were young, idealistic, right? (laughs) Didn't know any better. (laughs) And then we officially opened to the public in 2011, took about two years to get uh, all the money we needed to get started. Mm-hmm. And then we sold the business at the beginning of 2018. Um, so about seven years of being open, um, 10 years total from like that first business plan. Um, and really we sold it because we were expecting our child, that little three-year-old I told you about. Yes. And um, we just wanted a different uh, way to raise our kid than taking him to a coffee shop every day and um, working too many hours and all the things that were involved there. Wow. So what are some, um, so that's probably why you guys closed the business, but I'm sure there's some, um, lessons to be learned from that, um, experience or that time, that time you guys run that business. What did you get? You think you guys did wrong or did right during that time? Yeah, there's actually like three main things that I always tell people thinking about starting their own business. One is to have that sense of purpose or calling or destiny or whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. because it's going to be really hard. Like there's going to be times when you want to give up, but if you know that, you know, that, you know, this is part of what you have to do, you'll keep going and you need that kind of tenacity to make it work. Like, especially if you're starting anything from scratch, right. You're going to need that stick to itiveness. And then the second thing I always tell people is don't ever do anything alone always do things with other people, involve community and relationships as much as possible. Um, Entrepreneurship is super lonely, but uh, even little things like taking someone to go shopping with you and you need to buy um, equipment or materials, like that makes a lot more fun, right? Yes. Um, And of course I did it along with my husband. So it's already a natural community built in there. Not for every couple, but I'm really glad that that was true for me. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the, the third thing is really to know your numbers and not just like know what they're doing, but like focus on what you want them to do and seek after changing them, um, and figure out whatever you can to make them work for you. There's a concept I've come across called profit first developed by this guy named Mike Michalowicz. He has a book called profit first. Um, his last name is really hard to spell. So just look for profit first, Mike book or something like that and you'll find it. Um, but this whole idea of making sure that you benefit most from your business financially before employees, vendors, you know, those kind of things. He does a really good job of helping figure out how to make that happen. Hmm. That's interesting. I love that. I love that. And, um, I love what you said. Um, and it's so true because no man is an Island, and um, you need people, you need relationships. And um, also, and for those that are married, um, of course, your partner, 
probably your number one fan and number one supporter. And it's always good to have that kind of person. Even if you're not married, at least have someone that will help you out in that area. Not always supporting because sometimes when, especially when you are not married, there's some people just wouldn't be rallying your back every day. But um, like you say, knowing what, what your purpose is, why you're doing what you're doing, that's what will keep that tenacity and you will keep going, you know, and don't give yeah. up. But yeah, that's such a great lesson. Um, so you now have a new business now called Grandma's Wealth Wisdom Company. So what inspired you to start that business? Yeah, so we actually uh, sold our former business, and as we were selling it, we started thinking, like, what's the next thing? And I was in my second trimester of being pregnant, and I was just like, no one's going to hire me right now. <laughs> Plus, like, we couldn't really imagine going back and working for someone else after being entrepreneurs for a long time. That's true. And uh, we started thinking about, like, well, what's made a big difference for us, and we a couple of years into the business, we started working with a certified financial planner. His name's Mark. Mm-hmm. And he totally transformed our story with money. We went from being on the edge of poverty ourselves to being able to get out of debt, have an emergency fund, actually be able to take a, a like a real vacation, you know, um, yes. and be at the place where we could eventually sell the business without having a lot of concerns or, you know, show that the business was actually making money. Uh, and so we thought like we, we would never be where we are today if it hadn't have been for the work he did with us. Yes. And so we're like, let's do the same thing for other people and help them the same kind of way that he helped us. Yes. Yes. And guys, the guy that he's talk- she's talking about Mike Williams, Willis, um, he's already been on this show and he was on the episode of income maximization strategy. So you can go listen to that after this one too, because he's such a, he, he do provide a lot of, um, a good insight and I'm so happy that he was able to help you. So yeah, you're, you're sharing a testimony here too, to show that what he does is actually, is actually, you know, what he say is, is what he actually do. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. I love that. So, um, so the name grammar's, um, grammar's wealth wisdom, uh, what is the mission? Wh- what is the mission or goal of this company in general? So we can better understand why you come up with the name, what, they're, what you're trying to achieve and all of that. Yeah. So the way that my grandma, probably your grandma too, the way that they handled their money is very different than how our parents just stereotypically speaking. There was a big shift in how people think about money, how they uh, invest for retirement, things like that back in the 1980s. And that our grandparents, you know, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, they would have never thought that same way. And with grandma, like, growing up during the great depression. And then us today, we have the great recession, right. And kind of what happened there also, yeah. you know, there was 2000 with the dot-com crash. There was also, you know, 2020 with lots of volatility in the stock market, kind of the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Our, our theory is that grandma strategies work better now because we're actually more similar to how things were pre-1980 and that there's this unique window of time in the 80s and 90s that our parents got to experience 
Um, but also that like there are time tested financial principles that have withstood even before grandma's generation, right. That yes. can continue through today. And we want to make sure we're not just going with the latest fad or, uh, like at what everybody else is doing, but that what we're actually looking at what stood the test of time. Yes. I love that. Um, I think anyone can love, uh, tips or strategies that have, survive the test of time you know those are the things you want to take you don't want anything that will just be trending for the period of time and then it will be uh disappear after some time so you want something that will be lasting especially when you are running a business so um what are some financial strategies millennials can implement that can better position them to thrive through life's changing seasons yeah there's a few different things um so I'm, I'm 36 years old. I started getting serious about my money in my late twenties. And I can tell you that this, a really great strategy for me, sometimes people refer to as pay yourself first, mm. but I like to think of it as a portion of all you earn is yours to keep. And if you even start with 1% that you set aside as a portion that's yours to keep, and you do that first and foremost, every time money comes into your hands, no matter where it's coming from, and then you can almost gamify it to go from 1% to 2% and then to 3%, right? Until you feel like you're, you're at a place where you're um, setting aside a really good amount of money that's for the medium and long-term things in life. Yeah, sure, retirement, but also for a new car, for a home, home repair or buying a new home or you know that kind of thing, your kid's college, if that's important to you. To have that be first and then also to put it somewhere where you can keep it, that it's not at risk of stock market volatility, of fees, of taxation, all the things that could eat away at true uninterrupted compound interest, that um, there's only a few things that actually do that. And um, so kind of those two things, like if you start with setting aside a portion of all you earn as yours to keep, and then making sure it's somewhere where it's actually going to be safe, yeah. And, um, but also get some growth to it. You don't want to just stuff it under a mattress. If you can find <laughs> a place like that, um, yeah. then, uh, you're, that kind of foundation for your financial life is just going to pay dividends, hmm. um, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, probably if you have the right financial product, a literal financial dividends yes. for the rest of your life, decades and decades. And the younger you start, the more benefits you get from it. That is a cool, that's a, such an awesome strategy tips because, um, yeah, you're right. Cause even doing that, setting that money aside all the time will help you learn how to save, you know, you know, learn yeah. how to, and th those are important, um, skills to have. So yeah, that's good. Especially for a business owner, you want to do that. Cause sometimes when you are so focused on everyone, if you already have employees or all these things, vendors that you have to pay, sometimes you'll be focused on all of those things. You will even, um, remember to be putting this money aside. So you don't want to just doing business and there's no profit, you know, behind it, right. then it won't make any sense anymore. So that's such a good tip. So um, also you help find, you help um, female entrepreneurs find financial independence, independency. So tell us a little bit about that and your, 
mission and your goal about that? Yeah. So uh, might not come as a surprise. Grandma is a female, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. um, and she actually was pretty entrepreneurial in her day. Um, my my husband has a very fun story about his grandma. She wanted, I think, new uh, furniture for the living room. And her husband uh, just said, if you can make the money, you can get it. And so she figured out how to make the money, right? She uh, sewed things and uh, for neighbors and, you know, did a different kind of seamstress work and she got her new bedroom set or living room set or whatever it was. Um, that kind of thinking entrepreneurially and also thinking femininely about money, I think needs to be celebrated more. If you look at the financial uh, professionals in the U S today, the average age is 59 and a half <laughs> and they're white yeah. and male. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring a different perspective of thinking about money in a more entrepreneurial and a more feminine way. And especially as we, as even myself, as I approach financial independence and want to be financially independent, I want to do it in a way that's true for to who I am, not true to what somebody else tells me I should be. And so Thank I want to you. encourage that kind of thinking and help people embrace like what, what their true values are and not what someone else says they should be. That is true. I'm glad you said that out. You mentioned that because, you know, there's so many people that are talking in the society, how a woman should be when it comes to pursuing their career or, you know, going after financial independence. So I'm glad you, you cleared that out and saying that you have to be true to yourself to know what anybody is saying that you should yeah. do. So yeah. That's a, that's a and question. if I can, if I can vent for a quick second, go ahead. <laughs> um, that's what it's, the, that's what we're here for. Go ahead. Yeah. What people always ask me like, well, what, what's your definition of feminine? And I was like, well, if you define yourself as a female, however you are as feminine mm -hmm. at, for me, I've been a tomboy most of my life. I wouldn't be your stereotypical, you know, what everyone else defines as feminine, but I'm a female. Yes. So what I do is still feminine. And I'd like, to have that kind of uh, perspective on, well, if I say I'm a female, then everything I do is feminine. If I say I'm an entrepreneur, then everything I do is entrepreneurial. Yes. And I can define that for myself. I don't need anybody else to define that for me. That is true. That is true. That is true. I love that. I love that. I love it when my guests come here and just let it out because that's what I love. Um, I, that's what I do a lot on this podcast anyway. So yeah, you got the title for it. Uh, yes, I do. Because in this world where if you are not talking like everybody else or agreeing to what everybody's saying, and sometimes you feel like you are shut down, you can't really um, say things that you want to say or be your true self. So um, that's why I was like, that's why I created this platform, like a safe haven for us to just express ourselves, you know, without feeling like someone is putting us down or shutting us down. So that's um, no, that's really good so yeah. um before we end do you have any last last remark or any words of encouragement to female entrepreneurs out there or it could be also be male so however you know the spirit leads you know um yeah. how do you have any words of encouragement um for them yeah a lot of times it's too, it's easy to just focus on growing revenue, growing your you know, the amount of money coming to the till. And yes, I did call that easy. Uh, that might seem really hard to uh, figure out how do you make money. Yes. But 
it's actually, I think, more difficult to figure out how do you run a truly profitable business that no matter how much the top line revenue is, you know, you're actually going to keep some of it. I don't know how many entrepreneurs and business owners I've met who are making six, seven figures, and they're actually going into more debt every year rather than making actual profits. And um, whereas much better to make $50,000 and be able to keep half of that, right? Like um, that kind of thinking about how do I actually make my business profitable is what makes businesses that last a hundred years or more, right. And, and make a real impact, not just thinking about how do I grow the amount of money that I'm making. That's true. That is so true. That's such a good um, advice or also encouragement to for everyone out there thinking about running a business, already running a business and um, you're trying to navigate the whole um navigate life you know through the either the less of your business or whatever it is so because you need to make sure there's some point you have to sit down and ask yourself you know how can I be profitable in this business because that should be the goal you know and um, there's so many tips out there you know but that's why I'm doing this entrepreneur series to make sure we bring in guests that are well knowledgeable in any in any of the topic that I picked or that will provide you good tips so you won't feel overwhelmed, you know, so you will make sure you di- you discern which one is best for you and which one you should apply or not. So um, thank you so much, Amanda, for, um, you know, pouring out your wisdom, you know, on us today. And I'm sure that um, everyone listening have enjoyed listening to you. And I'm sure they have gained one or two things from listening to you. But um. Um, before I let you go, do you have any upcoming upcoming event or anything there? Because you say that next week will be busy for you. So do you have anything that you want to let us know maybe we should be looking out for that you'll be putting out for us, either as services or any product? You know, so just let my audience know so they'll know where to find you and everything. Yeah. So actually next week we're hiring a new staff person. And so my week is going to be pretty busy training her. Really excited to have her on board because we've been growing really quickly and we need to be able to serve our clients better and keep the business healthy. Um, so that's, that's nothing uh, terribly exciting there, but exciting for us. Um, but the, the big thing that we always do is make sure that we're publishing content regularly and, uh, so that we can keep uh, educating people, promoting financial literacy and entrepreneurial literacy. And so we have a podcast too. It's called Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts or we're also on YouTube. If you look up Grandma's Wealth Wisdom there, you'll find us. Um, And then of course, grandmaswealthwisdom.com. You can learn a lot about what we do and how we serve our clients to help them break through to a smart, stable financial future. Awesome. Awesome. Guys, you already know how we do it here. Um, I will have, I will link the, her website um, on this episode that you're listening to right now. So once you're done listening to it, check the episode description to find out information about our guests. And we also have the title of the podcast, so you can go check her out as well too. So um, thank you so much. We have come to the end of this and um, um, I am very happy and, and, I, and I believe I've learned a lot from you and I'm sure those listening will have learned a lot from you. So um, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. 
this probably this afternoon. Yeah, thank you, Connie. It's my pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And um, please remember to follow us on our, all our social media platforms. And you can find our information on the description of this episode with also our guest information. So you can go check out our guests. Okay. All right. Remember, we release new episodes every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time. Well, I'm your host, Connie, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.